Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. God's grace, His mercy, and His peace are yours in abundance through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Are you connected? These things are pretty wonderful, aren't they? Smartphones, they they allow us to stay connected. Technology has certainly advanced in the last 50 years, hasn't it? I mean, you go on the street and it's almost impossible to find, sorry, let me put this away. It's almost impossible to find anyone who doesn't have one in their pockets at all times, right? I mean, children are starting to get them at younger and younger ages. Maybe some of you have stuck it out with a flip phone or no personal cell phone at all, but it's almost impossible to find someone who doesn't have a smartphone on them. And they're wonderful, right? They, they allow us to stay connected to the news and the world around us to see what's going on in our world. Probably most importantly, or at least most importantly to us, it helps us stay connected to family and friends through FaceTime or calling or texting or social media. And so connections are a wonderful blessing from God. However, connections can also be quite harmful for us. Take that same connection to the the news and the media and being overly connected to it can often lead to to sadness and depression or anger, anxiety because of all the terrible things that we see going on in our world today. Being overly connected to something like drugs or alcohol can very easily spiral our life down to destruction and maybe even death. And so connections can also be very harmful for us. In our reading this morning, we hear about a connection that surpasses all other connections. It's a connection that provides nutrients to produce fruit. It's a connection that each and every one of you have. It's a connection to the true vine, to Jesus, our Savior. Let me take you back to the night before Jesus was going to be crucified. It was Monday, Thursday, and Jesus and his disciples are up in the upper room. They had just eaten dinner and celebrated the first Lord's Supper. They had sang some hymns and some songs, but now it was time to depart from the upper room and go to the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus would be betrayed And Jesus knew that his disciples around him, those around him, were in need of some words of encouragement, some words that would remain with them. Because within 48 hours, Jesus was going to be dead and buried in a tomb, no longer with his disciples. And so it is on the way from the upper room to the Garden of Gethsemane that Jesus speaks these words that we heard to his disciples. And as they are on their way, it's possible that Jesus had seen some vines or some grapes growing on the side of the road, and that's what springs him into saying these words. 
Grapes are the, one of the cash crops in the Mediterranean area. Everyone grows them. It's a, it's a great way to, to make some money. But whether or not Jesus saw grapes on the side of the road doesn't really matter. What matters is the words that he speaks to his disciples, the words of comfort that we hear. He says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off all branches in me that are not bearing fruit, and all that does bear fruit he prunes in order that they may bear more fruit. Growing up, my siblings and I would often go to my grandparents' house to be babysat or watched while my parents were at work or away on vacation or, or what have you. And in the backyard of my grandparents was, or still stands, a clothesline pole. A couple poles on either side, about 30 feet apart, and lines going across. And around the poles grew grapevines. They, they grew their own grapes, and they had a small garden as well in the backyard. They would grow vegetables and fruit, and from the grapes they would make jelly and even some wine. And growing up, I never really realized how much work goes into keeping a garden. I don't know if any of you are gardeners or planters, but when I was younger, I thought you could just plant the seed, wait for the plant to grow up and produce fruit, and then you could just harvest the fruit or the the vegetable, whatever, whatever it is, and that's all you needed to do. I didn't really realize all the care that goes into having a garden, watering it and weeding it and pruning and trimming. I thought that if you would cut off branches, that would harm the plant, right? I mean, if you have more branches on this plant, the more fruit you're going to get, right? Well, that's really not the case at all. See, if you leave a plant by itself, all by itself, weeds sprout, extra branches begin to grow, and these extra branches or weeds begin to suck the nutrients away from the, the branches that are going to bear fruit. If you leave it alone, the plant is not going to produce fruit the way that you want it to produce. And so my grandpa would go out and he would trim and he would prune and he would weed and water and care for his plants in order for them to to produce the fruit and the crops that he wanted. Our Heavenly Father planted a garden back at the creation of the world. It was a beautiful, lush, perfect garden. No weeds, no excess branches, nothing. Just wonderful, perfect garden. Well, as you know, it didn't take very long for that beauty to turn hideous, for those lush plants to grow dry and barren, and for perfection to turn into sin. See, when Adam and Eve fell, sin attached itself to us in our world like a cancerous growth, sucking away nutrients, producing nothing but dead, fruitless, lifeless plants that wouldn't grow any fruit, wouldn't produce any fruit. So the gardener, Jesus, or the gardener, God, decided, I'm going to do something about this. And so he, he planned for a specific nation, the nation of Israel, to come and to bring salvation through this dry and barren world. And he set them up for success. He, he gave them everything that they needed, the promised land. He gave them rules and regulations to follow. And yet that cancerous growth sin was still attached to those Israelites and they turned their back on God and chased after false idols, completely abandoning their God, leaving them helpless, fruitless, lifeless, producing no fruit. 
The prophet Isaiah speaks about this in Isaiah 5, where he writes, My loved one, the loved one is God. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He dug it up and cleared it of stones, planted it with the choicest of vines, built a watchtower in it, and cut out a wine press as well. He looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. Because of our sinful nature, we too, just like those Israelites, tend to let those excess branches or weeds grow in our lives. And sure, they start off small little thoughts that sprout in our head. It's just one more drink. I won't go over the edge this time. Or, You know, my, my girlfriend and I, we're going to be getting married in, in a year or two. It's, it's in the works. It's in the plan. So if we move in together now, it's okay. We've got it under control. Nothing's going to happen. It's, it's all okay. Or, you know, I went to church last week, or maybe it was, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was two weeks ago, but my relationship with God is fine. I don't need to go this week. Everything's okay. And soon, these little thoughts that sprout in our heads are no longer little thoughts, but begin to grow and grow, sucking away the nutrients for fruit and leaving us dead and barren and helpless, just like those Israelites. But God didn't give up on his garden. He didn't give up on the Israelites, and he doesn't give up on you and me either. See, God planned to save the garden. He planned to save the Israelites, and he planned to save you and me, and that's exactly what he did. Isaiah prophesies about this as well when he says, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. See, if you, if you picture the Israelites like a big tree that had been growing that God planted and wanted to produce fruit, well, that tree was cut down. It was taken off into exile because they abandoned their God and nothing but a stump was left. And now Isaiah is saying that stump is going to produce a new shoot. And that shoot is Jesus, the true vine, the one to whom you are connected and the one that you will because, of, you are, because you are connected to him, you will produce fruit. Jesus said to his disciples, Already you are cleaned and pruned because of the words which I have spoken to you. These words aren't just for the disciples. No, they're for you and for me as well. Jesus cleans and prunes you. You are already clean because of the words that Jesus has spoken to you. In God's word, we hear about the forgiveness of sins. But he also gives us the sacraments as well to know that we are clean and pruned and perfect in his sight. He gives us holy baptism where through the water and the word our old Adam, our own, our own sinful flesh is cut off and drowned, pushed off to the side where new life can now sprout and grow, where fruits of faith will come forth. In holy communion, we get to taste the Lord's body and blood for the forgiveness of all of your sins. These are the ways in which you are clean and pruned branches. And now, because you are a clean and pruned branch, what will you do? Well, you produce fruit. You produce fruit not because you have to, not because 
it earns you anything, but that's just because what a healthy plant does, it produces fruit. A healthy apple tree will produce apples. A healthy orange tree will produce oranges. And a Christian connected to Jesus through the word and the sacraments will produce good fruit. Fruits of faith that flow from our heart out of love for the Father because that's all that he wants. He says, in bearing fruit, Jesus says, in bearing fruit, my Father is glorified. That's all the gardener wants. He wants his fruit or his plants to produce fruit. And that's what you do. You produce fruits of faith through Jesus. See, a father receives a finger painting from his young child and absolutely adores the finger painting. It's not because the finger painting is any good in and of itself. You're not going to hang that painting up in a museum, but what the father does is he hangs it up on his refrigerator and he loves it and adores it, not because it's good, but because he knows that the child has done it out of love for him. The child didn't do it to earn any favor with the father, just from a heart of love. And in the same way, our Heavenly Father looks at our works in the same way. Works that don't earn us salvation, don't earn us anything, but he says, you have done this out of love for me and I adore that. That is just wonderful. And what exactly are these fruits that we produce? What is it that we produce? Well, they're fruits of faith and and the Apostle Paul gives us a, a snapshot, a glimpse of what exactly they look like, a little summary in Galatians 5 when he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. These are the fruits that you produce when you are connected to Christ. You love your neighbor. You love your God. You are patient with your family. And that's what you are because you are connected to Christ. And we remain connected to Christ when we continually go back to his word. When we remember the uh, baptism every Sunday when we begin our service in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the same words that were spoken at your baptism. We remain connected when we receive the Lord's Supper as often as we can to receive the forgiveness of sins. And the wonderful thing is is that Jesus throws in, not only, not only do we receive the forgiveness of sins when we are, remain connected, but Jesus throws in an extra little blessing that flows as well. Maybe you caught it at the end of the reading. He says, If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that which you wish, ask and it will be for you. Now, Jesus isn't saying that he is some magic rabbit's foot or a magic genie's lamp that you can rub and all your wildest dreams will come true. That's, that's not what he's saying, but what he is saying is that when you are connected to the vine, when you are connected to God through his word and his sacraments, your will, your desires are lined up perfectly with your heavenly Father's desires and will. And whatever your God wills and desires will happen. Nothing can change God's will for you. And so when we are connected to Christ, we have confidence in prayer. We can go to him, ask him for our When we are needing help, we can go to him and he will help us. We have confidence in that because Jesus' words tell us that. Connections are truly a wonderful thing. Nothing beats 
staying connected to a friend that you haven't seen in a while and catching up. Remaining connected in the community is a great way to meet new people and to spread God's word. But there is a connection that surpasses all others, and it's a connection that you don't have to worry about having or not because you have it. It's a connection to Jesus. It's a connection that provides nutrients for fruit. It's a connection that provides confidence in prayer. It's a connection to Jesus, the true vine. So I encourage you to remember to stay connected. To go back to his words, to to remember the sacraments as often as you can. And to stay connected to Jesus, because when you are connected to Jesus, you will bear abundant fruit. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.